We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Hi, everyone. This is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of Spooky Tales. And uh, forgive me if I sound stuffy. I'm recovering from a cold. You sound fine. I feel like I sound nasally. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear my children. They're also in here. <laughs> um, yeah, they're watching a scary movie. A kid's scary movie. And today, we are talking about exorcisms again. <laughs> Can't get enough. Sorry, guys. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. <laughs> yeah, hashtag sorry, not sorry. I found this uh, super old like translation of some documentation of exorcisms that occurred in 1619 in Querétaro. So when I came across that, I was like, wow, I need to include this. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because mine also, I think, takes place in Querétaro, the first story. Which I didn't know when I found mine. <laughs> but it's more modern. Like it happened, I think, like 2018. So not too or something like that. Not too long ago. OK, that's pretty that's pretty recent. Yeah. But first, a listener story. And this was sent via email. If you have a story that you want us to read on the podcast, then you can email us at spookytales at gmail.com or DM us on any of our socials. Do prefer email. It's easier to organize, FYI. But I'll, I'll take a story anywhere, you know, anywhere. Mm-hmm. So this person said, Backstory, this isn't my story. This happened to my little brother when he was about three or four years old. I am the oldest. We are six years apart, and at the time, we shared a room. So I remember most of the details. One night, he woke up from what seemed to be a nightmare. When my mom checked in on him, he proceeded to tell my mom that there were little niños that were bothering him. Oh. Well, when my mom started asking him what niños, he said that there were niños chiquitos in the room that woke him up and they wouldn't let him go back to sleep. My mom said, ¿Dónde están? Where are they? He said, mira, está colgado de tu oído. He's hanging from your ear. My mom uh. said, pero ¿dónde? <laughs> are you thinking what I'm thinking, MJ? Yes. ¿Duendes? <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so let me continue here. Which is why I said, ew. I know. <laughs> My mom said, Pero donde yo no miro, but where I don't see them. He said, Están chiquitos, hay muchos, they're small, there's a lot. And he would say that these creatures would hang and walk around from our faces and body. No, this sounds smaller. Like fairies, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Well, I mean, technically, Zwendas are a type of fairy. Yeah, but they're not this small. Like no. to me, yeah. I've obviously never seen one, but I imagine them being like a little bit smaller than like maybe like the size of a one or two year old. For me, for well, I don't know where Duendes. I I feel like they're like maybe like a foot tall, maybe two feet at most, but mostly a foot. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, so you I know, know, I don't know it why sounds- I go to the size of a one year old, but <laughs> I mean that would maybe. But like, like what I feel, I feel like what the what the person's describing is like a fairy, like yeah. a fairy fairy, like Tinkerbell, almost or the same size, maybe not looking like her, but like 
the size. Yeah. No one else could see them, only him. When he described them, he said that they were about four inches long, round eyes, long tails, little horns, and no mouth. But they could Hmm. communicate with him. Hmm. Oh, that is weird. He doesn't remember what they would tell him. And there was a leader that would tell the others what to do. He said he could hear them laughing and giggling and would wake him up at night and talk to him. Also, they only appeared at night. My stepdad thought it was a joke and would tell him to trap the creatures so he could bury them and maybe they would leave him alone or that this would scare off the others. But in all seriousness, all seriousness, my brother would tell him not to joke around because the leader can hear him and was getting mad. Uh, no. My mother started noticing a difference in him. He wouldn't sleep at night and he would constantly be drawing pictures of what looked like aliens or demons. This would go on for a while, maybe a month or so. Until one day, my mother decided to look for help. She found a group of of indigenous spiritualists that was open to the public and would help people with spiritual needs. My my mother took him in and they mentioned what was going on. They told him they were going to make a prayer chain. So what they did was form a circle around my little brother while everyone in the group prayed out loud. This lasted a couple of hours. My mom says I was there, but I honestly don't remember. When they finished, they told my mother that what my brother was seeing was real, that it was a gift, that he was able to see spirits, good and evil ones, but he was too young to see this stuff. So they had to put a pause on his gift, but that it could come back anytime. My brother never saw them again after that night. Now he's in his 30s, married with kids, and has noticed that he can see people's auras. He said that by looking at them and concentrating, people's colors would just appear around them. Not sure if this has anything to do with that, with what he used to see when he was little. Crazy thing is that years before my brother was born, his dad would always say that he would see a demon that would follow him around. I remember one night he got drunk and at the time we used to live on the second floor of apartments. Well, we were walking in our apartment when all of a sudden he said this demon was at the window looking down at him. Oh. He said that this demon was laughing and calling him to go in the apartment. I remember he freaked out so much that night that he started crying and he actually slept in the car. My mother ended up taking my stepdad to the same place she took my little brother, and they did the same thing, a prayer chain. But this time my mom said it almost felt like an exorcism. She said while they were praying, my stepdad started talking in a different language, and even at one point passed out. I'm assuming this helped my stepdad because he never mentioned seeing anything again. Looking back, maybe this is all connected. Overall, super creepy. Sorry for the long story, just wanted to share since no one ever believes us. I'm a super fan of you guys. Hope you enjoyed. Well, thank you for sending that in. And yes. I chose that because it was like right on theme. <laughs> yes. And it's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, I love that story. It's a bonkers story, but I love it. I wonder what they are. Like, I wonder if anyone who's like, who knows what to classify these creatures as, because they're not only, extremely tiny like tinkerbell sized but they look like aliens or demons i mean i my my brain goes clearly evil fairies (laughs) yeah (laughs) my my brain goes to like yeah straight to fairies but yeah at first i thought duendes until 
the size yeah in her, in her message or in the message she said that they were like hanging off people's ears and i was like no that's too small yes that is way too small I'd... creepy creepy yeah either way super and creepy thankful it's not me <laughs> that ever would witness them though i would love if you have any like drawings or pictures of the drawings or leftover drawings oh i would yeah i would love to see them but i mean if he was a kid and he's in his 30s now well maybe the know. mom can like remember what they look like you know and free or maybe she kept one i don't know yes <laughs> i would be interested same so um so yeah my story these are what uh in spanish when you look the story up it's las endemio endemo oh my god why can't i talk today endemoniadas yes las endemoniadas de querétaro so the possessed ones of mm -hmm. querétaro yes yes okay so yeah this takes place in querétaro mexico if you can't tell by the name and it's from 1619 so i found uh i'm sure if you had to do any research papers or school you came across this database it's like the jsotr database of like Old articles, newspapers, mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff is in there. Um, and so I came across this uh, that was translated from uh, from a document of that time that's speaking of the exorcisms. And it was translated mm -hmm. into English. And so I was very excited. Oh, nice. This. And I've never heard this story anywhere else. So that was even more exciting. <laughs> that's nice. That's a good find. Yeah. Breaking, breaking story here at a Spooky Tales. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably been covered somewhere. I just haven't heard it, but yeah. Uh, so, in the spring of 1619, a 15-year-old girl named Francisca, and um, it's her last name is M-E-X-I-A. I'm guessing it's Mexia. I think so. Okay, that's what I thought. A 15-year-old girl named Francisca Mexia was in love. She was to be married to the love of her life, but that did not happen. She suddenly and tragically lost her love in the summer of 1619. In despair, she threw herself into the river, but she was rescued and resuscitated. When she woke up, she claimed that she had not thrown herself into the river, but that she had been grabbed by her hair, lifted into the air, and thrown into the river by an unseen force. After this, Francisco Mexia began presenting other strange symptoms. Periods of blasphemous talk, sorry, blasphemous and wild talk, periods of screaming and body contortions, followed by periods of rest. At the same time that this was happening to Francisca Mexia, another girl of about the same age named Juana de los Reyes was suffering from the same symptoms. It was clear. They were both suffering from demonic possessions, and they each required an exorcism. Exorcists in Querétaro began working with the girls. They noticed that both girls appeared to be scratched all over by invisible nails and to have been bitten by invisible teeth. Both girls ejected all sorts of substances from <laughs> their mouth and ears. <laughs> yeah. Um, stones, mud, wool, wool, sorry, I can't say that word, what the fuck, wool, <laughs> wool, oh, wool. Just, I don't know, anything ear kind of gets me too, like it's, ooh. yeah, <laughs> and so this stuff was coming out of their mouth and ears, supposedly, <laughs> stones, mud, wool, pins, paper, toads, 
snakes and spiders. What the hell? Yeah, fucking wild. <laughs> so <laughs> one witness claimed that while watching one of the girls, she saw the patient's eyes intently fixed on an enormous spider on the opposite wall. And when she walked over to examine the spider, it got smaller and smaller until it disappeared right before her eyes. Almost as if she were like projecting the spider onto the wall with her eyes. I don't know. <laughs> mm, that's weird. Wild. The exorcists believed that the demons possessing both girls had been sent by a bruja. But when they attempted to force the demon, the demons to name this bruja, the demons were silent. But the girls were having visions of women in their dreams. And one woman would show up in their dreams consistently. Her name was Josefa Ramos. And she worked at an apoth apothecary. Yeah. She was mestiza. And she was apparently her nickname was Chuparatones, which honestly oh sounds fucking racist to me. Like, yeah. Um, which that translates into mouse sucker because she works at an apothecary, which mm -hmm. sounds like something someone that works with, you know, non-traditional medicine, right? Yes. And then on top of that, she's mixed race, like indigenous. The red flags are going off. Yeah. And so she was accused of being the bruja that sent them the demons. And she was arrested by the Inquisition. And she spent some time in jail and like there was no evidence of how do you prove someone did that, right? But they, they didn't need to at the time, I guess. So it appears that sometime in 1694, uh, she escaped. <laughs> good for her. Yeah, good for her. And so um, back to the um, exorcisms. So first they called a curandera that... Uh, tried to cure the girls and she performed inunction which I guess is rubbing with ointments or herbs mm -hmm. I had to look that up because I was like I don't know what that word means but this caused the girls to become more delirious um, so after that the, the Catholic Church was contacted and Fray Pablo Sarmiento and his friars arrived and they began the official exorcisms these exorcisms gained public attention, and soon, soon an evening, evening mass was held, and curious crowds filled the church, all eager to see the exorcism. So apparently they were doing this in public. What the hell? Yeah, and uh, so the attention grew, and there was a religious procession that was organized, and during this, men scourged themselves, <laughs> which is like whipping themselves. Punishing oh, them. Oh, I hate, I hate that. I hate when that yeah. happens because, like, I've heard stories like of people and and like really like religious, and I'm like, no, and it creeps me out too. It's like, why would you need to hit yourself? Yeah, it's it's definitely strange. I don't know. It's like self mutilation to me. Yeah, it's um. It's strange. And then um, during this, the women would walk barefoot. Mm-hmm. My grandma used to do the thing where she would uh, walk from her house to the church on her knees during certain oh, holidays of the for year. for like La Virgencita, right? Yeah. And then like, be but like they're crawling on the floor and there's like rocks and stuff. So they would get there and it's 
they're all bloody and yeah no don't do that that's yeah not i but that's that's gotta take a lot to do that yeah oh yeah um so that's what would happen during these processions and so attention was growing but the girls were worsening at one point Frey pablo sarmiento felt that he had beaten the demons that they had been casted out but then 200 demons 200 new demons um had arrived i don't know how he got that number or anything (laughs) what the hell he's like i casted 200 out but 200 new ones arrived like where'd you get the number i don't know (laughs) i don't know (laughs) um and it seemed that during every evening mass there was at least one person that had fallen to these demons so every mass there was one person who like fell to the ground started convulsing and shrieking and uh this number and so these people were determined to be possessed uh, by a demon as well and uh the number of the possessed grew to 14 and they were all young women except for two there was a young boy and an old man so exorcisms began on all 14 of them and then like sadly the old man and the little boy uh, died during these exorcisms Aww. and their last words apparently is that they were insisting they were not possessed oh no <laughs> right especially after like last episode yeah yeah but of course according to Frey Pablo Sarmiento and his friars this was nothing but a trick by the demons to say that they're not possessed so it's like how the fuck do you save yourself like you know like oh there yeah if it's just pretty much at that point what anybody else says like yeah yeah exactly this group of fray fray pablo sarmiento and his friars were not the only religious group in the area the carmelites were also here in this area Mm. and so they denounced the doings of uh fray pablo sarmiento and his friars and they appealed to the inquisition of mexico but the inquisition of mexico was like unhurried they were so slow with starting their investigation of course they were they were in no rush (laughs) so in the meantime, Fray Pablo Sarmiento visited one of the original possessed girls, Juana de las Reyes, and exorcised her again, again and again. They were doing this again. But anyway, this happened on January 2nd, 1692. And he claimed that during this particular exorcism, she vomited mouthpins, wool, and paper. Yeah. And he believed that she had died during this exorcism. And then he returned to his convent and he just like left her for dead, I guess. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> That's what the thing said. And he this, left her this for whole dead. story just keeps on like snowballing <laughs> into something bigger and bigger. I'm like it can't get crazier than this. And it does. And then it does. Yeah, it's wild. But but when he arrived to his convent, there was a friar waiting for him. I guess the friar got there faster than he did. And he t- he tell- he told the Fray Pablo Sarmiento that Juana de las Reyes had given birth to a baby boy. So, like, was she in the middle of labor and he was like, this is a possession? <laughs> He's like, I don't know what's happening to her. Something's happening. It kind of, like, fits, like, oh, she's shrieking. <laughs> And mm-hmm. then she's like resting and 
I don't know. <laughs> Although the vomiting pins and paper and wool doesn't make sense. Yeah. But still, weird. So, yeah, she had given birth to a boy. So then he returned to her bedside at once when he heard the news. When the news was given to him, I guess. Uh, at her bedside, her demon, who in the paper was named. I didn't write the name, the name down, but either way, I don't want to say it. <laughs> I don't want to, like, fuck around and find out. And then... <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I was telling you yesterday, I'm going to cover all my bases. <laughs> fiction or yeah exactly so i'm not gonna say it but it's in the paper it starts with an n that's all you need to know (laughs) so this demon said this demon informed fray pablo sarmiento that the other two possessed girls would also give birth in two months what the hell (laughs) yeah and it was at this point that the inquisition finally interfered they were like no more of this So they announced the possessions were fraudulent and they ordered them to stop immediately. And with all the attention gone, most of the possessed uh, girls recovered. And then it turns out the other two that supposedly were going to give birth didn't give birth. So they were probably not pregnant Mm -hmm. or they lost their babies if they had been pregnant. It looks like they weren't Mm -hmm. pregnant at all. And I'm, I'm honestly not sure if a demon told Fray Pablo Sarmiento all of this or if he's making it up to try and... Safe his ass I after mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know. He's been making shit up this entire time. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. <laughs> yeah, with all of the attention gone, the possessed recovered except one girl. Um, she was 18 at the beginning of all of this. Uh, her name was Francisca de la Serna, and she claimed that Lucifer himself had entered her body along with 1,000 demons. What the hell? 1,000, yes. I will say that number again for everyone. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. It's sad, Um, her, her story. So, for years after the Inquisition ordered the exorcisms to stop, she would show up at that same church, like, every day, begging for an exorcism. The following was, like, a description of her. And this is straight from the paper. Like, I wouldn't be calling people these things, right? But, so, this is straight from the paper. Sometimes she lies quiet and speechless like a corpse. Then she will be furious and blasphemous and talk insanely. Then she will come to her senses, weeping and begging God's mercy and uttering prayers of tender devotion. She was evidently the victim of recurring hysterical attacks, sometimes epileptiform and sometimes maniac. Sorry, I can't say that word. (laughs) Maniac. So uh, that was the description they gave. So it just sounds like she had some real like issues going on that she, mm-hmm. you know, at the time was impossible for her to find help because they didn't know any of these conditions existed, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. In 1699, there was a fray that wrote to the Inquisition for permission to perform an exorcism on her, but they denied it. Instead, they were like, you have to take care of her. You're responsible for her now. And he he did that, like, dutifully. Like, he wanted to help her. And the last thing on record about her is that in 1709, a new Frey writes to the Inquisition begging to be relieved of the duty to care for her because she, like, bothered him every day and didn't let him do his readings and was just there, like, you know, being annoying, according to him. Oh, my God. But she's just, you know, having a hard time and... 
were she alive now, you know, she probably could be diagnosed with something and, you know, get real medical help. So the paper said, like, she suffered from whatever was happening until she died. But yeah, that is the story of Las Endemoniadas de Querétaro, the possessed ones of Querétaro. Welcome to our little haunted break. I want to give a shout out to our amazing Patreons and especially our newest Patreon, Gina. Thank you so much for joining the Patreon and thank you to the rest of our Patreons. Mimi, Diana, Ashes, Anne, Janie, Michelle, Monica, Modesto, Cynthia, Perla, Jesenia, Dalia, Rene, Iris, Ghost Train, and Badtown Charity. Your support means the world to us. If you want to join the Patreon, go ahead and head on over to patreon.com slash tales. You'll gain access to bonus episodes. We try to do two a month, but always at least one. You get to vote on the movie night uh, polls where you choose the movie night that we're going to be watching and monthly goodies like stickers. And if you join the highest tier, no mames, super serious and spooky, then you get an exclusive keychain. But don't worry, if you cannot support us monetarily, then you are not missing out on anything. The best support that you can give us is just listening to our episodes here. So thank you for doing that. I know you and I love our furry little friends, but sometimes we can't bring them everywhere. Fox and Friends Pet Sitting provides a number of services, from house sitting to daily drop-in visits. Visit Fox and Friends Pet Sitting on Facebook for more information and for some really cute puppy pictures. Who doesn't love puppy pictures? Spooky Tales listeners can get one free drop-in using code SPOOKY. So go, go visit Fox and Friends Pet Sitting on Facebook. Greetings, we're Technically a Conversation, a podcast for curious people by curious people. Every week, we take turns presenting a new topic, and the other host has no idea what the topic will be. We strive to educate in a way that's loose and fun. Our topics are all over the place, from light and funny to dark and sometimes spooky. Some of the topics we've covered include urban legends, civil rights activists, vampires, pop culture icons, the supernatural and occult, spies and espionage, science and astronomy, and other weird and random things. If any of these topics interest you, give our podcast a shot. Listen and subscribe at technicallyaconversation.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Parental advisory, we might use strong language. Is it my turn? Uh, yeah. This happened uh, uh, pretty recently. I want to say it happened in 2018, but um, I'll double check the uh, date. So uh, this happened to a family in Querétaro at the Juan Caballero y Osio Kindergarten School. This little boy had told his parents that the director of the school was mistreating him. The parents became concerned and decided to investigate. Their child was telling them these stories that kids that age, they're kindergartners, by the way, not even kindergartners. I think it was a preschool. Oh uh, and the God. article says kindergartners, but I, I don't know if that word translates from Spanish to English correctly. Kindergartners? Yeah. Because it says kindergartners, but you'll see why. Oh, okay. um, and so the their child was telling them these stories that the kids that age really really shouldn't have knowledge of unless you've seen it or heard it from straight from the parents. Mm-hmm. 
The parents became concerned and they decided to hide a microphone in his clothes to record a conversation. They sent their child to school ready to record everything his entire day. And when he got home, the parents began to review the recording. And to their horror, the director of the school was performing exorcisms and exorcism on their child. What? Okay, and for and for those that that like are kind of confused, like what is a director? I'm sure there's people in the states that know, but we have principals and vice principals, mm-hmm. and under that is the director. And not mm-hmm. all schools have a director. It I think it all depends on what um degree you have, but oh, a director okay. works similarly to a to a principal. So it's like the the, the head of the school. Wow, and um. In the recording, you can hear the director saying, the blood of Christ is power. And their son is heard crying as this is going on. And she tells him to take off the jacket. And he refuses. He tells her no. The director tells him exorcisms are for children who don't obey and misbehave. No. Oh, my God. He continues to refuse her demands. And she threatens (sighs) him with violence. And she can be heard saying, do you want me to hit you? This hits hard. Yeah. Like the level of like, like it's horrifying as a parent because you send your kids somewhere, you know, somewhere where they could learn a safe environment and you're sending them to their abuser without knowing. Yeah. Without. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the parents are furious and they brought this all up to, um, the director and not the director to the administrator of the schools in the, the town. And they later, later announced that the director's sus- suspension. However, oh, the school oh, is oh. under a lot of pressure and criticism because it wasn't an isolated incident. Oh. Many other children have come forward about physical and verbal abuse by the entire staff. What? The oh article says kinder- kindergarten, but I believe it was more of a preschool as the child in question was four years old. Oh, poor baby. And there was a huge um, protest outside of the school wanting the director to be like fired and everything. And aside from that, I can't find anything otherwise other than the director's suspension. So maybe she was fired, but there's video online of the parents protesting and the father of the child in question doing an interview talking about what happened to his child. But wow. it, I I saw this and it kind of went, I, uh, you know, with the theme that we had last year. I mean, last year, last episode mm-hmm. where uh, exorcisms are, are used as another form of abuse. Mm-hmm. And... To hurt children, especially, it seems, I mean, they're like our most vulnerable in society, the, yeah. men, the elderly and the disabled. And it's used as like a manipulation. It's almost like, you know, it, Querétaro obviously is in Mexico and it's a highly, if, not, if you know, Catholic and, you know, Christian based country, you know, with a little bit of sprinkle, a little bit of other religions here and there but for the most part it's for the most part catholic on- yeah catholic and you know kids grow up with their religion and you have an adult that's abusing their little known 
beliefs and what they do believe and like, oh, you're evil because you don't listen yeah. to me. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, terrible. using it as a form of punishment for people that don't understand that kids are just being kids. Like, yes, like kids are going to be ruckusy. They're going to be getting into trouble. But they're kids. They need guidance, you know, not punishment and certainly not exorcisms. <laughs> yeah. And um, there's another, um, it's called the Holy Cross Exorcism Room. So the Col- College of the Holy Cross is a Catholic college in War- Worcester, Massachusetts. And going into the theme of exorcisms and schools, this college has a hidden room that was built for exorcisms located in Fenwick Hall. Holy Cross is the oldest college in Worcester and it was built in 1843. Fenwick Hall was built in 1844, I believe. And it was built by Jesuit priests. It's a very old school. And with that comes legends and hauntings. Uh, It is believed that the clock tower at Fenwick Hall was once used to perform an exorcism, a popular practice at the time when, you know, like the 1843 area, there was a lot of like spiritualism and stuff and all that. It, It was very much everybody got an exorcism. Right. Legend goes that one night, two priests locked themselves in a clock tower with a woman who was believed to be possessed. Three days passed and someone went to check on the exorcism. However, when they went to go check on the priest, they found them both dead and the woman missing. What? Sometime during these three days, the clock tower stopped working and it's believed that the woman was exorcised. She was never seen again, though. So the woman that was being that was quote unquote possessed just mm-hmm. disappeared and no one in town ever saw her after getting an exorcism. So that's weird. Schools and weird. exorcisms is not something I I think that should be mixed. Yeah. Unless you're like a priest <laughs> a priest going to, to to school for that. But otherwise than that, keep them separate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, speaking of schools and exorcisms, there's actually a school in Argentina that <laughs> is training people to supposedly liberate people of demons, like be exorcists. Oh my god. For $45 a month, evangelical Lutheran priest, Father Manuel Acuna, will uh, train you to exorcise demons. Of course, this isn't like this is him doing it by himself. No, like, organization is like, trained him or anything, you know? This has red flags all over. Oh, yeah. So the school's in Buenos Aires, um, Argentina, and students that sign up for this program enroll in a part-time three-year program that includes courses in parapsychology and angelo- oh my God, angelology and demonology. In 2016, um, it looks like the school had 35 students, which it was around like 1,500 a month for this priest. <laughs> or wow. not priest, because he's a evangelical. Are they priests? I thought are, they had a different they name. Pastors? Pastor, yeah, yeah. And 
Students that have registered for his program include housewives, lawyers, architects, and the um, pastor, uh, Kuna. He says that Mm -hmm. he's performed around 1,200 exorcisms. Wow. Yeah. Uh, There are people that are, like, against, like, religious people that are against what he's doing. So there's, like, four clergymen in the area um, that are part of the Lutheran church that... um, they are they're like uh they don't believe ex- exorcisms can be taught and they're you know saying like to be suspicious of this school <laughs> that he's just doing it for the money but akuna holds monthly exorcism events at his church and there's um people people that attend these are like swooning and yelling uh it's like a very loud loud thing that is sketchy yeah it's it's suspicious um, but yeah, that is all I have. I have more notes, but I'm not going to read them because um, of the children being wild. <laughs> so yeah, we can uh, we can call this episode a day. Yes. Um, before we go, do you have any spooky recommendations? Um, not right now. I, you know what? I've had such a like long, crazy two weeks. That I actually just realized right now, like, aside from, I think, three things I Uh watched this week, that's it. I haven't done anything. The kids' schedule is kicking my ass. Like, sounds royally. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I haven't really watched anything either. I did watch the first three episodes of uh, The Devil in Ohio, I think it's what it's called. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, I've watched, like, the first three. I think that's it. I am hoping to get some downtime tonight. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to finish the rest of it this week or something. Um, so I feel like I can recommend it. I was entertained in the first three episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see where it's going. <laughs> Did, are you not into it? <laughs> no, I like it. I just, oh my God, like I want to fight the mother so bad. Yes. Oh, um, I am excited to see that. Because I, I think I told you, but I used to watch Bones yes. a bunch with Carmen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I don't remember if uh, my brother joined us. But we used to watch Bones a lot. And so I was excited to see her in another, like, main, as a main role, you know? Mm-hmm. She looks just like her sister. I was like, oh my god. You know, I didn't Happy know they face. were sisters until very late. <laughs> I don't know her name, but uh, her sister, for you guys that don't know, is the... Uh, the Zoe, actress in Zoe Deschanel. De- Devil in Ohio. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel. And, and she's with one of the property brothers, I think. No Zoe way. Deschanel. All- Zoe Deschanel is not <laughs> um, Bones. I love her, a new girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that show was funny. <laughs> but yeah, that is it for this episode. Thanks for listening. And uh, don't go requesting exorcisms from people... I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> if if any school has an exorcism, just don't go. Yeah. Don't yeah. go, please. Go Probably seek therapy you're, you're, instead, please. Any everyone can benefit from therapy. Or take out some cash and light it on fire. Both yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh stay as spooky and we will catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to the Spooky supporting us on Patreon. Your support means the world to us. 
And if you want to join the Patreon and get bonus episodes, monthly goodies in the mail, and more, go over to patreon.com slash spookytales. Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, produced and edited by Christina, and is a proud member of the Cultivate Network. For more podcasts on the network, check out cultivatepodcastnetwork.com. Don't forget to check out our Spooky merch. We have Spooky shirts, we have no mamas shirts and we have a cool hat that i just added it's like a baseball hat not like a hat hat um we also have a beanie in there and they just say a spooky on there but i'm a big fan of the hat it says a spooky in old english letters and i love it i wear it every day not because i want to go around repping the podcast but it's comfy it's a great hat you can go to spookytales.com store i'm always adding new designs But don't even worry if you cannot support us monetarily because the most important support is what you're already doing, giving us a listen. If you listen and you love what we do, feel free to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this with your spooky friends. Spooky season is upon us, so this is our time of year. Stay as spooky.